This is BFBS Esports Live with OJ Borge. Indeed it is. A week older, a week wiser, perchance maybe. Welcome along to Esports Live on BFBS. I am indeed OJ Borge, uh, along with combat medical technician and founder and CEO of Skull Esports. That's Jonah Jupp. Jonah, how are you? Bad. Another week, another game we are we're going to talk about the game in a second who's on which i'm very excited about um I, as a combat medical technician i don't know if this ever comes up on the battlefield i've got a tickly cough does that ever come up yes i mean all the time i mean we get some really weird and wonderful things out yeah. on the area but yeah tickly cough very common one yeah what would you yeah. suggest as a combat technical as a as a combat med medical technician what would you suggest i do Drink water, move on. There's so much else I can do for you. <laughs> well, it so happens I have some water in front of me. If I start coughing, it's over to you. Now, uh, one of the things we've been doing all the way through this series is the War Room every Tuesday night, 6.30, hosting a gaming lobby where you can keep uh, compete against Jonah. Jonah, I love the fact that you're, you're talking and playing at the same time. What are we playing this week? So this week, you know, fitting in with uh, the release of the new Call of Duty, we will be playing uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Um, and this week's lobby code is BW4L8. That is Bravo Whiskey for Lima 8. Yeah. I know that OJ was going to ask for it anyway, so you, I just thought I'd get ahead of You the know I like it, it like I saw his sad face. <laughs> but yes, uh, jump on in. We're going to be a bit, playing a bit of Search and Destroy um, during the show. So, yeah. Yeah, and we're going to be talking um, a lot cool. about the new Call of Duty Modern yes. Warfare 3, actually, uh, with YouTuber The Tactical Brit, uh, who's going to tell us everything that he thinks about it. Because it's interesting. I know, Journey, you and I have got some very strong views upon it. We'll find out what his mm -hmm. are. Uh, and hopefully, fingers crossed, we can do this. We'll be talking to actor Jeffrey Pierce. It's amazing. He played Tommy in The Last of Us, the computer game version. He was in the film version as well. He was in a number of Call of Duty games. Excited to talk to him all about what it's like to be one of those voices in these games. That's all on the way. So let's dive into it then. Let's dive into the big game release of the week. It's one of the games that if you have ever played a Call of Duty, whenever you get a big launch, it's an exciting moment. Uh, did you get it on release day, Jonah? Were you straight in on release day? I wasn't. I mean, I can't lie. The only reason I bought it so early was for the charity event uh, last weekend. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't go? have bought it otherwise. How did it I wouldn't go? have bothered. How did the charity <laughs> event really go? Well, yeah. £385 raised oh, for Veterans mate. Aid. So, yeah, that's... Uh, some great pot of money for them yeah. um but yeah that went well we were rusty on the start it's our first time running an event like it but yeah it was good fun was very good fun. much so um i bought it because i was drunk and my mates were on it when i went mm -hmm. online and i just straight se 70 quid straight there download it immediately 110 gig 110 perfect, gig it was perfect excuse isn't it really for the missus like, <laughs> yeah. like all right by the way, it was a drunk purchase. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, yeah. yeah. Don't check the joint account. Um, now, yeah. somebody who obviously <laughs> gets very excited when these games come out is somebody who is a content creator on YouTube. He's got 100,000 subscribers. Um, uh, I don't think he's been off Call of Duty since it's released last week. That is Lachlan Cotter, a.k.a. the Tactical Brit. Lachlan, how are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. It's been a, a busy day. A busy week even of just lots of grinding. I would absolutely think so. So it got released. What was the actual release date? Was it last Friday? So technically the 10th, but if you're a YouTuber, you were in New Zealand um, switching to a different region to play on the 9th. Wow. Okay. That is absolutely gaming it. So did you do that? Did you did you log on, manage oh, yeah. to get onto it on the 9th? So, you've, so we're talking five days or so. How many hours have you logged into Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 so far? I don't want to check. Um, <laughs> I'm going to assume it's in the damaging level. Yeah. Let's ask the question, how many hours of sleep have you had in the last five days? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being perfectly honest, 
horrific. But this is this is the thing when it comes to new games. I used to live with a guy who was mad about Grand Theft Auto. He would take a week off work every time. Not just a new game was released, but a new expansion pack. He'd take a week off and he'd mm. play through it and he loved it. It was his thing, absolutely. Um, for all those listening right now, Call of Duty is one of the... I think it is possibly the biggest entertainment franchise of all time. Now, we all know it. It transcends gaming. We've all had a go on it. But there's been so many different versions. What do you think of this newest release? Um, I think it's a really solid tree. Um, I think like Sledgehammer games have had a very difficult task. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 to Modern Warfare 3 is a very difficult jump to make because how do you make it different but still Modern Warfare? Um, and honestly, just having movement back is huge for me. For those who don't know, what's movement? Uh, just the ability to do things quickly in game. That's kind of a huge thing for me. Like uh, just being able to move around the map quickly, reload quickly, sliding, slide cancelling, reload cancelling. They're all really huge assets when you're going into a game like this. Uh, it's something we had with Modern Warfare 2019 and it sort of disappeared with the latest one. Uh, but it's back with Modern Warfare 3. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Okay, let's talk about the maps. Now, obviously, this is a £70 game. But a lot of the maps, and I love nostalgia. We all love nostalgia. We've all got favourite maps when it comes to Call of Duty we've played over the years. The new one just feels like they have tarted up a load of old maps. Yeah, I think that's a, a definitely a valid criticism. Um, the only sort of caveat I always say to that with people is like, you know, 16 remastered maps, which is all right. It's decent, especially if you like those maps in the uh, oh, 2000 I, lo I love those maps. It's not but that Call I don't like them. Kind I love of... them. Sorry, what did you say? I said I love I love the maps. I love it's not that I don't I don't like them, that I don't appreciate them. It's just for that yeah. much money, you sort of feel like you want something new as well. Yeah, I think Call of Duty's specialty is the fact that coming early in December with season one, we've got four or so brand new ones straight away. They can pump out a lot of content at a scale that I don't think many other companies and developers can, which I think is a huge asset. Absolutely. Yeah. Jonah, you've played the game as well. As you said, you got it mm -hmm. for the charity event. What have been your thoughts on it? I think, yeah, I think like Britt said, like the the movement's back, which is what everyone's biggest criticism on Warfare 2 was, was like, oh, well, they've just ruined the game because they've moved all the movement out of it. I mean, now it's all back. I think the enjoyment's back in it for most people, and especially from a competitive aspect and from the eSport, it's going to take it to a whole new ball game now. Yeah. Like, it's it's going to be huge. Uh, one of the things, Lachlan, that people always say about these games that come out is you download the brand new game, and then like an hour later, you have to download a patch or something else, which is another 10, 15, 20 gig, to the point where you're deleting every other game off your PlayStation to be able to run it. How has it been with Modern Warfare 3? How has the initial launch been? Because it feels like games are launched in beta nowadays. Yeah. Um, everything is very much preloaded these days with like huge file sizes. But I think the one thing with Call of Duty is that for the most part, you can kind of select what you do and don't want. You can get rid of the campaign if you don't play it. You can get rid of certain parts of Warzone if you don't play it. Like I've completely uninstalled Modern Warfare 2. I'm not, I'm not going to touch it again. Oh, wow. Okay. That is a good oh. way to go. So obviously, I mean, there's a, there's a ton more questions we could ask you. Um, I, will, I will say to you right now, um, if people want to see the content you've created and take your, take your views on it, where do they go? What is the name of the YouTube channel? Uh, the Tactical Brit on YouTube, uh, streaming every day from 9 a.m. Yeah. How many hours of content have you uploaded? Oh, uh, stream about five hours a day. And then I release normally a video a day. So it's, <laughs> Mate, it's a do you know, you, Lachlan, were at Code Bowl, weren't you? Representing the Royal Navy as a creator? Yes, yes, that was a big event. Yeah, so talk us through your point of view of the Code Bowl, what it was like to go there, what it was like to be part of it. 
Yeah, it was huge, really. Um, one of the really, you know, Call of Duty has a lot of criticisms, but one of the things that they do every single year without fail is the Call of Duty Endowment Fund, um, which is absolutely massive, helps veterans. Um, and going to Cold Ball was was fantastic, really. I mean, we got to see all of the military branches from the UK. Uh, Royal Air Force were there, the Royal Navy were there, and of course, the Army. Uh, and it was just, it was great, like being able to compete with people who are actively serving, uh, being able to sort of mingle with them, chat with them, see them on the day to day. And also from a competitive standpoint, actually like be fully involved in like a, a straight up tournament against other military branches. We had Canada and the United States there as well. Uh, it was a fantastic event. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it, where if we're talking about um, the level of content, if we're talking about the level of um, competitive play that you find around Call of Duty, does it change much from game to game? When it, you know, obviously we've had a Modern Warfare 2 and there will be a competitive scene around it, and then all the players then, they have to move themselves to the new game. Does it change much competitively? I'd say massively, yeah. Um, you know, you had the Carolina Ravens scrimming within... 30 minutes of the game releasing because they just wanted to be ready straight away. You know, they've got to be fully up to speed with everything that's going on. And if something's changed, they need to know how they need to know how to adjust to it. Um, so I would say even the most minor changes in a competitive format are quite big. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Jonah, do you run a call? Do you have a call of duty team? We do. We do. And, and like, uh, Falcon was saying, um, the captain of my, uh, my COD team, he was, yeah, again, jumped over to New Zealand servers and was level 50 before the game even released in the UK. So, you know, it's massively important for these, you know, if you're playing, especially in competitive scene, to get that head start above everyone else. Because if you've already got all the attachments unlocked and all the weapons, if you already have that map knowledge of all the little subtle changes that they get, they've put into the game, then you've already one step ahead of your enemy. That's yeah. I mean, I mean, what's wild by that is the fact it's almost like cheating the clock so Santa comes early, the fact that you're logging yeah. on to the New Zealand servers, yeah. isn't it? Um, Lachlan, how did you get started with your YouTube channel? Because as we mentioned before, you're over 100,000 subs on YouTube. How did you get started? Um, it was just sort of a weird hobby that I picked up whilst I was kind of going through my sixth form years and into my uni years. And by the time, obviously, I'd finished university, we had, uh, you know, that we had the global pandemic roll in and all of a sudden I had abundance of time. Uh, so I just sort of kept going with it uh, and kept progressing it. And now it is effectively my full-time job. So I went from playing casually and recording it just because I thought it'd be a laugh to uh, ending up like full-blown scheduling content around it. Yeah. So how good are you on a level of the pros? I mean, can we see Jonah signing you anytime soon to one of his teams? I mean, I recently competed in the World Series of Warzone, um, which was extremely difficult. And it made you sort of appreciate just how much of a skill gap there is amongst these people and how difficult competitive is. And it really gave me an appreciation for how challenging it is to be somebody at the top flight level. Um, I would say I'm definitely in and amongst that now. Uh, when I first started content, absolutely not. But to get into World Series and then finish, okay, we didn't do you know fabulously, but we are up against you know 50 teams of the world's best. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's an achievement, especially as a content creator. Absolutely. Definitely. Jonah? Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you're a content creator specifically focused on one game, you've got to embed yourself in that, like, as much as humanly possible. And if it means yeah. jumping in the competitive scene and, you know, throwing yourself, you know, effectively in the fire, then, you know, you're either going to come out shining or you're going to come out, you know, at the bottom and to even do slightly well as a content creator yeah. over the people that play the game purely competitively is 
as insane. Well, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. As a as a content creator, how how do the pros see you? What it, what it, what is the relationship between yourself, the people who play on the teams like like the Ravens, and and you as content creators? Um, I think they have a respect for kind of what we do and how it has its own difficulties. Um, because obviously, you know, when we go into a game, I'm not thinking about the ins and outs of that individual game. I'm thinking about what can I create around it. Um, but I think going from being a content creator to competing at World Series is extremely challenging. Yeah. Uh, and I think everybody who who is a competitor kind of respects that that is very difficult to do. Yeah. Um, so I think there's kind of a, a mutual appreciation. Like, you know, I went from planning content every single day to, you know, streaming and practicing eight hours in the evening because that was what was necessary to be good enough to I be mean, at World Series. I mean, that's um, wild. So I've definitely got an appreciation for what they do. It's wild. And I think eight they've kind hours. of... Eight hours of grinding. Eight hours of grind. I mean, I love computer games, but I just have no ability to do anything for eight hours without not being able to have to do something else in between. Yeah. Um, stay with us. I want to play another song. I'm loving this chat about um, about Modern Warfare 3, mainly because it's such a great game. The Tactical Brit has stayed with us because um, it's just been brought to my attention, Lachlan. And I didn't know this, that we're talking about, oh, the game came out on the 10th. If you were cheeky, you could play it on the 9th if you logged on to the servers over in, uh, in New Zealand. You were playing it beforehand in L.A., Yes, yes. So I was flown out to Call of G next uh, by Activision to check it out early. I'm assuming this was a Learjet. It was just, it was maybe camouflage on the outside. Soap oh, Tavish oh, yeah, was in yeah. the, was in there with you. What was the event like? Uh, it was it was a really good event. Um, like I, I didn't really expect much from it because I just sort of viewed it as purely a capture event thing. Um, but we kind of got a full idea of what they were going for, what the individual studios for Warzone were looking for, what Treyarch were looking for. So it's kind of a, a really wholesome way of understanding what the plan was for the year. Yeah. Here's a question for you. We talk about Warzone a lot. If you've never played Call of Duty, traditional Call of Duty is you play your modes, your death matches, your team death matches, you search and destroy. Warzone is a battle royale mode. Going forward, what do you think is going to be the biggest part of Call of Duty? Definitely Warzone. Do you think so, Jonah? Um, yeah, it's put a stamp in the, in the old industry now. I mean, everyone knows that it originated like the whole... I was called. Um, I've got a battleground uh, sort of themed games. It all started yeah. from Armor Three or Armor Two, in fact, when uh, Player Unknown sort of originated there. And then it came to PUBG. Then it came to Fortnite. Then COD was like, "Oh, might as well take our pick in it." Then they took it to the next level. They already had a well-established franchise, and they just put their stamp in the industry, and then just took the whole you know area-based PvP to a to a whole new level. I think it was ridiculous. It's uh, yeah, everyone's yeah. playing it. it. Absolutely, it's such a it's such a big moment in the year when a Call of Duty comes out. Can you see a future where there isn't a Call of Duty where it becomes not popular? Nah. No, let's, be, let's be real here. It's not. It's never going to happen. <laughs> it's, it's, gonna be, it's never going to happen. It's for me as well. I mean, that's it. It's the game. It's the game. It's ruined my social life many times. I remember <laughs> I was invited to a great night out, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm pretty sure all my mates are online with the original Modern Warfare." Um, uh, Tactical Brit Lachlan, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us. If you want to check out some of his content, what he feels about the game, about Warzone, and where it's going, we never even got into zombies and how much I disagree with the, with the fact that it's even <laughs> particularly good. It's the worst of all the modes, but I'll keep that to myself. Uh, Lachlan, <laughs> thank you so much, buddy. No, cheers. Thank, thank you very you. much for having me. Thank you so much. And if you're thinking, hang on a second, didn't you say that Jeffrey Pierce was going to be with you? Yes, he was going to be, but unfortunately, um, he has got confused with daylight saving time, so he's just getting ready to come on in an hour's time. So, um, Jonah, I blame you with that. You should have told him, Jonah. It's my fault. It is. 100% my fault. I think um, I'd take the blame. You, could, you can make it up, though, um, because as we come to the end of another show, um, Mike Howarth, who presents on BFBS, has a question for you. Are you ready for this? You are oh. now about to give some advice out. Should Mike oh. buy a PS5 
and Modern Warfare 3. Should he buy a PS5? He should buy a PC and Modern Warfare 3. Yeah, oh, listen. Really? No. <laughs> Mouse and keyboard. Don't do it, Mike. Mike, absolutely, from my point of view, yes, buy a PS5 and buy Modern Warfare 3. That's what I do. Do it. Yeah. But don't play zombies. Don't play the zombies mode. <laughs> um, I've loved this. I've loved chatting about Modern Warfare 3. How yes. has the gaming lobby been? Have you won? Have you had many games been taken out? I mean, it's been a bit quiet. <laughs> I can't lie. <laughs> Probably everyone's... because everyone's too busy grinding for camos and skins. Yeah, but, they know, absolutely are. We'll definitely try again next week. But Yeah. yeah. Uh, next week, what we're going to talk about, you you can tell us what we're talking about next week. Yeah, so we're going to talk about a few competitions that will be going on um, over the next couple of months relating to Call of Duty. Um, also, a few events that are going to happen throughout the Armed Forces, uh, including the uh, gathering, the annual gathering that uh, British Army Esports holds every year. I was talking about a bit what's going to happen there. And uh, yeah. Some stuff that's coming in the next few months. It's going to be great. If you missed this show, you can catch up again by going to bfbs.com forward slash esports live. Here we again on Sunday at 12.30. We'll see you next week. Have a great rest of your week, whatever you're doing. Goodbye. On air, online, on the app, on FM, and DAV Plus throughout the UK. This is BFBS. BFBS. The Forces Station.